You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Listen to the Two Stars One Cup podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're doing part two with Michael Gruber at Tweet Groups on Twitter. I'm Shippy, and we've got Luds as always. And remember, if you're joining us live on the live stream, you can submit a question for Groobs, Luds, or myself if you'd like, uh, and we'll pop it up on the screen here and uh, get the reaction. Now, uh, one of the challenges that you know I'm going to face here with the NHL season is there's no preseason, so I don't get any practice games and. You know, as Luds is referred to, you're going to kind of be able to hold my hand through the, uh, you know, through the first few games of the season. What would your advice be, you know, without that preseason? What kind of um, challenges, I guess, did you face in those first few games that you worked as the Stars DJ? Because a lot like you, I'm coming from sports radio. I've never worked a live event like that. Uh, what would be kind of your advice or, or things to look out for, you know, in those first few games? Maybe things that caught you by surprise. Uh, when you first started with the Dallas Stars? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't fully know because I at least got the the preseason games. And like like you said, I'll, I'll be able to uh, hang with you at least the first couple games and all that. Um, you know, the main thing is just going to be try to filter out as much noise as possible. Uh, obviously, fan feedback is important, but your first few games, trust yourself, trust Harpo, and Stukel, Stukes, it feels weird to call him Stukel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Sorry about that, Lutz. Uh, but, you know. I feel like an idiot. I've been calling him Dan. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> um, I'd say at least your first few games, you know, I'll obviously give some feedback too, you know, as it comes along. But uh, mostly, you know, try to keep the feedback circle pretty small at the That's start. like a dog. It's my three-legged dog. We'll see what Lucky thinks. I love your dog. Yeah, that's Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Lucky. He's out there going after a pit bull right now out on the deck. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he thinks he's a badass, but he's he's caged in, so it, it, nothing can happen to him. I understand. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, he's only got three legs, so I don't know what happened. He loses yeah, one more. I, it would yeah. probably not be good to find out. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think uh, for the most part, just – I know this might be ironic coming from me, but maybe don't pay as much attention to Twitter for uh, the first few games. Just there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of opinions, you know, and some will be legit. Some will be, you know, not liking change. Some will be, you know, I can't believe we didn't make the change five years before, you know, there's, but there's going to be all sorts of feedback, but the most important is going to be obviously coming from, the people you actually work with and, you know, just trust yourself, trust yourself more than I did at the start. Cause I was going to say the thing that was nice that did flow from, uh, you know, the aftermath of my trying to resign and all that was knowing that at the least I had that full season, they weren't going to just 
fire me after, you know, a game or something like that. It gave me that little bit of extra push to start doing the things that got um, the attention. And you're not necessarily looking for national attention because what matters is the 20,000 people in the arena or 5,000 mm-hmm. at the start. Um, but in the end, it's just trusting yourself. And, you know, as we've talked about, we've, I've been training you for a while now. It's just going to be, you just have to do it. Like there's going to be moments where, you know, something happens and maybe it's not entirely clear. Oh, you know, you were supposed to play this music track for this stoppage or, Oh, there's a penalty. So forget everything that you were just told that you were going to do. Um, but you know, trust yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Again, I made them all seven seasons. It doesn't go away. You're still working in a live environment. Um, you know, perfection is the goal, but it's, it's don't expect it. I guess if that makes sense, you know, you're shipping. Shippy, I think you should spearhead this, but uh, because you know when a player gets traded, he's been in a in a team for three, four, five, six, seven, ten years. When they come back with that team, they always get a tribute video. So I think you ought to get with all your fans and everything out there, and your Twitter and your social media stuff. It should be hashtag Groob's tribute video. Let's get that thing started. So when you get that game two or three on his last night, we get a video up there for Groob's. I I fully support it, and I'm going to go talk to Harpo and Stukes right after this uh, and see no, if I can. Don't tell uh, them I had anything to do with it. Could, I will I will. They are very avid listeners <laughs> of this podcast. Well, I was going to say, Luds, uh-huh. Luds, I've known you for a while. You're one of my favorite people. That is the worst idea you've ever had. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, you know what, though? Uh, you know how many of your fans are going to love that kind of stuff, that the, the goodbyes and all that kind of stuff when we get what about uh, – what are we going to get? Are we going to get 5,000 people in the building? Is that what we're shooting I believe shooting so, for? yeah. Anybody know? Yeah, it's 5,000 5, people yeah. for for the first – I mean, that, that's what they're starting out as. Hopefully – And you know what? They should have hashtag groups video T-shirts to hand out. 5,000 <laughs> of those shirts. First 5,000 fans get groups T-shirts when they come in. And there wouldn't Star be a Trek, person. NHL ain't making no revenue right now, and they're all sitting there going, "Let me shut the fuck up." And there wouldn't <laughs> See, be a person. Go that, by, yeah, it'd be hard to, to find a person that deserved it more than Groobs for sure. Because like he really has, like he said, like helped me out tremendously over the last however many months it's been, um, like in a bunch of different areas, whether it's with the job or even just like uncertainty after not being in sports radio, after only knowing sports in college. You know, I could literally call Groobs up at any time. And, you know, I'd text him first and I'd say, hey, you, you have a second to chat. And more times than not, probably 90% of the time, Groobs would call back immediately. Like, he wouldn't even text back. He would just call. So, if there's anybody yeah, that deserves yeah, a tribute now, it's Groobs for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, Groobs, <laughs> be careful what you wish for here. <laughs> you're, you're on the hook now telling everybody that you're training them. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> once, you buy, once you buy a prize, it's yours to keep, baby. Yeah, That's you know it. what? Uh, Stukes is the one giving all the uh, the music advice. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. I'm, I'm just letting him know how to get into Pass the building. Okay. Right. <laughs> Did you have a favorite player over your tenure with the Stars? Man, I know he was only here for a couple months, but Zuccarello. And it might seem kind of obvious if you kind of look at it as the shorter bearded guy that seemed to get along with everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What um, was his nickname, Groups? What was his nickname? Zook. Norwegian or, Hobbit. That's right. 
<laughs> I I don't know if he appreciated that, but I thought it was one of the best nicknames in hockey, the Norwegian <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So yeah, it was. I figured you were gonna go with uh, Doby, honestly. I was gonna say he would be next in line. Uh, you know, Doby obviously. You've like I think I think it's almost like he's he's almost too popular a choice now. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go against the uh, the grain if I'm gonna be asked my favorite player. But Doby, I've got a uh, you know Doby jersey with the Stanley Cup uh, you know logo stitched onto it. So I'm a very much a Doby fan. But then I've also got a, a Zook uh, or sorry Norwegian Hobbit uh, <laughs> jersey and a jersey. So uh, those those two are definitely uh, you know. My favorites, but obviously, you know, Jamie Ben just, you know, he's he's the captain for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I got to make sure to at least honorably mention him. But uh, yeah, I think overall, Zook and Doby just again, just I think the the goofy personality. Like, I I tend to be a little bit of a goofy personality, or so I've been told. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, oddly enough. <laughs> so uh, I feel like there's a bit more of a fit there than uh, a more stoic guy like Jamie. Now we've talked too about, you know, how the Rangers are in your blood. The stars are in my blood. You know, one of the coolest experiences that you got was that first time that you got to play the natural whenever a Texas Ranger hits a home run. And, you know, even when I got to play, you know, Pantera for the first time at the watch party, you know, it was pretty emotional for me. And I know it'll just be even crazier whenever we have fans and, you know, the game is actually happening in front of me and all those sorts of things. But I just want to give you the opportunity to kind of explain, you know, that, that feeling, you know, and that you got when you first got to play the natural and did the feeling leave you, or is it still as as exciting every time that you got to play the natural after that in your first season with the Rangers? Yeah, man, it, uh, Especially the first time, like, and I got lucky where uh, in the 2019 season, I got to work about eight games uh, sitting in with Chuck Morgan where he did the PA in the same booth as me, and I got to play the music and run the mixer. And I believe it was Shinsu Chu hit a opposite field homer into the, uh, the visitor's bullpen, and getting to play the natural for that was awesome because that was actually a crowd um, – there's actually a crowd there, mm-hmm. but getting to play the natural, I think it might've been Gallo, uh, hit just a monster home run, uh, you know, at the new ballpark that I knew it was my job and hopefully will be for, you know, forever until I, I retire. Yeah. Um, but even with no fans getting to, to do that and, uh, you know, before every game, before Chuck Morgan does his big, uh, it's baseball time in Texas introduction. He checks in with me last, you know, saying, you know, all right, groups, let's do it. And, you know, then he does his big announcement. It just, you know, all these goosebump moments. And obviously I got plenty of them with the stars too, but the Rangers being in my blood, it, it did admittedly have that extra level, but man, Shippy, like, I know you got to experience it. A little bit at the watch party, you'll get to obviously experience it some with 5,000 fans in the building. But when you get a packed house and hopefully we're, you know, back in the playoffs and, you know, someone sets up an exciting, you know, 
goal, you know, whether it's a game clincher or a put it away goal, it's you're you're probably gonna have to take a moment to compose yourself. And yeah, I'm like getting goosebumps <laughs> right now, just like thinking about that moment. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, like I literally had to do that pretty much every time I I got to to hit the the theme to the natural for a home run or you know Chuck checking in with me or just you know randomly throughout the game just realizing like this is my job now and you know you're gonna have those moments uh where you get to kind of look around the the building where maybe you're in an intermission or pregame where you hopefully get a moment to yourself to look around look up in the rafters see you know even with the 5,000 fans people all the way up to the top and realize that you get to help set the mood of the how of how they're feeling and it's a it's something that you know i i tried to never take for granted and i know you won't either um it really is such a special thing and you know you're i'm just so happy for you man (laughs) thank you yeah and i i kind of want to get this get this uh from lud's perspective from the player's perspective on how much, you know, you talked about it earlier, but how, and, you know, you took, you took control of the, you know, pregame playlist and things like that. How much did you notice, you know, what was playing in the arena or what was playing before a faceoff and those types of things? Is that something that you even hear or pay attention to on the ice? You know what? You don't hear a lot, but you hear it at important times of the game. Like when there's uh, maybe a couple minutes or three minutes to go in a game and you're down a goal uh, or you're up mm-hmm. a goal, uh, a playoff game. And what you really hear, what I think what the most the more important part about it is, is playing the right song to get the fans involved. Because when the fans get involved versus the song, now a lot of times what you hope for is the fans actually drowned out the sound of the, the song. And then so they're the ones that get up on their feet and they get going. I can speak from it from the other side, too. I mean, you know, for the most part, we don't hear what goes on. We don't hear what people yell at us and pound on the glass. I mean, you may, you, that may happen to you in your first year. Uh, but, but to me, you kind of tune it all out. But when you're in a visitor's building and that building gets 18,000 people against you, I mean, you know, I can go back to Chicago when groups mentioned it earlier with the Oregon and, you know, it was probably one of the only buildings I ever got to be in the starting lineup of the game every single time we played there because it was going to be a couple trains crashing. And, and what Chicago did, they built their team around that building and it was a small building and they had six or seven dummies on that team. And at the opening puck drop and it got so loud, they couldn't even hear the organ playing for the national anthem. And you're just, you know, you're always looking across the, you know, the players, uh, the five guys, and you could just see them. You could just, you could see the level in them going when the puck dropped, it was going in and you were getting run. And, and so those are the moments that you remember. And, and when those things happen during the course of a game at important times in a game, I, I think it's effective for players. But I think it's more, maybe not the song so much. And I, you know, another one, when Philly, and Philly had Eric Lindros and they had a big tough team at the time when I was in Montreal, you come out for warm-ups and they blast Welcome to the Jungle. And, you know, as much as you want to get into it, their fans are already in there. And Philly's known for their fans. And so those are the moments that I think that music really makes a big difference in, in different moments during the course of a game, and especially in the playoffs. I mean, again, I, I'm such a big believer in, in home ice advantage, um, even though it's, it's ironic. I was talking to some other guy. You know, I won a couple 
you know, Stanley Cups and a couple national championships in college. I've never won at home. I've never had the, the, the luxury. It's always been in the other tank, which, which there's a satisfaction there. There's a satisfaction yeah. to be able to go there. And those guys got to go in to their locker room and the game's over and you're skating around cup. But um, so I can just imagine what it would be like winning a championship in your own building. And, and so you have your parade and all that kind of stuff when you get back, but it's not like in the moment. Now, uh, you know, earlier, you know, we talked about or groups brought up the picture of me at the at the 1999 Stanley Cup parade. And I just wonder what all, if anything, you remember from that parade, Luds. You I know, think I was... saw, were you in a were you in a stroller on, on the side <laughs> of the was that, was that you in the stroller on the curb there? I think I had just learned how to walk like, yeah. like right before that. I got I actually got up for my first steps were taken when uh, Brett Hole scored that game winning goal. <laughs> uh, you know what the parade uh, the thing and again i know everybody knows this that that have been fan for me the parade was Vinny and those guys got on the float you know they had their own float and we were all bopping back and forth and when crusher was you know painted up like hulk and all that kind of stuff so uh that's probably the moment that no I, you know i don't i don't know if any other teams have had those kind of parades when they have rock bands or whatever get involved but you know those guys uh became such a big part of our run and, you know, Vinny, obviously, is the one diamond. Him and I are the ones that, uh, not me, I was there at the house when made the, you know, the song, star song, the goal song. I don't even yeah. know what they call it now. But um, so they just became ingrained. Like I was telling about groups as part of the team, just as much as part of the team and the fans. That's where Vinny, was, Vinny and Dime were. And so that's what I remember from the parade the most. Um, uh, besides being late for the parade, um, I didn't <laughs> quite get there on time. <laughs> You that was at Vinny's house. Well, I was at Vinny's house the night before. We took the cup there, and and then I, the last thing I remember was that was Burger King, and somebody was waking me up at about four in the morning, saying, "Sir, you can't sleep here." And I woke up. My, my parents were in town. I had to go home, and my mom and dad were waiting because there were buses to take the parents everybody down to the parade. So, which is that's how I ended my career, I guess. So that's a hell of a way to go out. But no, I, you know, and again, the fans. I mean, it was. Yeah, uh, I, I was in a involved in a parade in Montreal, and you know that different yin and yang. I, I guess you'd say it would kind of be like I'm guessing a Dallas Cowboys parade. How you know there's millions of people on the street, and Montreal was that. But there, there just seemed um, the the one in Dallas here between Vinny and their their you know Pantera float and things like that, or how much the fans. Uh, you, I think what happens in those moments is when you really understand how much the fans really appreciate what you did, what you went through. And that's where you kind of get tighter with the group of the fans. I mean, you do through the course of the year and things like that, but when you see those people all show up, uh, it, you know, it, it really stands out. You know, some of the advice from groups has been not to listen to Twitter and I want to get both of y'all's thoughts on this, but one of the things that I remember during the stars playoff run, um, you know, this last season of the Stanley cup, and then something that has been thrown out by a couple on Twitter is changing the goal song. Now, that would be about the stupidest thing I could possibly do, right? <laughs> I'll start with you, Luds. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I, I there, There's a part of me. First of all, I'm not going to do it. I mean, well, no, the reason that, I mean, it's a great question. Um, they're different fans now. You know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, that, that was then, and, and this is now, but, but if they're digging it and, and they get into it, I, I guess, it's just like being, you know what, I, the Big Apple Cafe, you know, Gerbs, you know the the apple out there. You'll probably have stopped there a few times now since you're going to be right down the street from there after ball games and things like that, Groups. Maybe. Know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I, that's a good answer. Other people might be listening. <clears throat> um, 
but but you know it, it, it's funny because uh, you know it, it's it's hard because I know there's the new fan and it's a new time and things like that but you know when I was at the Apple and and I would DJ on nights Randy'd go sit in the in the thing and I'd DJ up there and I got I got to understand it because the music that you played is how the people were hanging out on the dance floor and so you knew what they were into and so you had you couldn't follow it up with a total opposite kind of song and so, you know, I, I think it's all about the fans. I mean, if, if they're the ones that are really getting into that song, then, yeah, I think they should continue to, to do it. You know, I was going back, I don't know how many years, um, that actually asked me, and I talked to Vinny about it, to do an up, updated version of it and, and kind of more now. And it was a tough conversation I had with Vinny because, you know, Diamond already passed away and things like that. And, and ultimately, Vinny didn't want to do it, which I think we all – understood because that's what they did together for the start and things like that. He wanted to leave it like that. So, um, but no, my, my feeling is, is, you know, if the fans like the way it is then they should keep it, if the fans want a different version of it, I get it. You know, it wouldn't, I don't think it would hurt any of us. I mean, yeah, we'd like to hear it, but yeah. you got to understand you're, you're, you're tailoring what you guys do to those people that are buying the tickets in the building. Yeah. And to go off of what Luddy said, you know, keep in mind that, the puck off, you know, has only been the goal song since I took over before, you know, for most of the time in Dallas. And I believe even before, you know, the song was rock and roll part two by Gary glitter and the stars went away from that for uh good reasons. It was legal reasons. Yeah. Um, and for a couple seasons, I think they used uh, the whip by Loxley, which kind of, mm-hmm. kind of sounds more like a Chelsea daggers, Chicago, you know, crowd sing-along but um and i believe the stars were already kind of leaning towards it when they asked me about it uh before you know i took over um but puck off has only been the song for seven seasons i believe and i kind of have said since then that kind of like what luddy says if people if there's a good enough song that can take over then it can it makes sense to to change it but mm-hmm. honestly you know i think especially knowing the history it would be really tough to go away from it and also considering how it's it's a sing along like yeah it's about as easy a sing along as you can get mm-hmm. but then it's got you know the power metal riff and just everything about it is so big that I don't see it being changed anytime soon, but it would, again, if there's something that comes along that can knock it off, then it makes sense. But I, again, with the history and, you know, I, I believe it's pretty much been the, you know, the song, the stars have come out to on the ice for 20 years since, you know, Luddy first, uh, you know, brought it into the locker room. But I just, it would be really tough to to do a whole lot better when you take everything into account. Like, you know, I think half the teams in the league have, you know, a, you know, blur song two or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of just a typical sing-along track, which look, the, there's a reason that sing-along songs are still used. They work, but being able to have that extra local touch you know you can't get much more than a local band making a song that literally chants 
your team's name. Yeah. Full song. So, and that was made during the, the franchise's lone Stanley cup run. Right. You know, that, that Ludge was part of, you know, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not seriously considering changing it. I think that Harpo and Stooks would probably kill me if I did that (laughs) or if I even brought it up, but I honestly was just expecting more of a reaction from Ludge. Um, but no, it's, and it, it is really cool too, you know, even during the watch parties and something that one of the things I'm looking forward to is most is seeing all the stands or all the fans stand up, chant Dallas stars, but also like fist pump along with it. I mean, there's so much that just goes along with it. And like you said, it, it, it's got so much history to it. It's Dallas. It's specific to the Dallas stars. It would take another local band having to make an even better song somehow, <laughs> To, that's a, you know, that's really a good move there, Shippy, because you know, talking about Stooks again, this is like Stooks. Stooks is probably have to tune in and listen to this show, but yeah. uh, he <laughs> he is a big Pantera fan, and everybody pretty much knows the story about what I did during the between in the playoffs in between rounds. I went to Mexico City with Pantera and, and Metallica, blah blah blah. Well, I was accompanied by somebody with somebody. That happened to be stupid. No so, way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew, so, I knew that. Know, it still makes me happy to hear you say it out loud. Yeah, oh I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, see, I, I look at it as a statue of limitations has gone way past. And so uh, <laughs> all's well that ends well. We, we were there. We made it home safe. And so, but, you know, maybe that maybe maybe that's a good luck charm, Stooks. When they get to the finals next year, let's take another trip to Mexico together or something like that. We'll go down there and we'll find somebody if we can get out in public. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would just love to be involved in that trip if at all possible. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully, say, you know. You can't do hey, much you know what? party crew than that. Here, here's the here's the deal, Groobs, <laughs> with, with Shippy. First off, he'd miss his flight. So he wouldn't be on time for the flight. Depends and, what time. And then he then he'd have to take a different flight and he'd get there and he he wouldn't be able to get into the to the concert and we'd have to track him down or he'd forget what time it starts. So yeah, <laughs> you, you're you're not probably on the list right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm oh nice. Man. Maybe I'll get on Groob's list then. You know, I just got to get on one person's list. Gro- on Groob's plus one? You think you're the plus one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I would hope, hope I'd be under consideration, you know? Yeah, All we'll right. see. That's between you two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, I really, I've had a great time. And actually, I want to give Luds real quick, because you are wearing the USA uh, pullover there, and USA defeated Team oh, yeah. Canada last night. I just... I just happened to throw this on this morning. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> and you just happened to be in front of the uh, 1999 uh, signed Stanley Cup uh, picture as well. I just want to get your thoughts real quick on Team USA's run in the World Juniors and uh, the performance that they put up last <laughs> night in beating uh, Team Canada. And have they unseated Canada? I mean, that's starting to become a real nice rivalry there. And they have they unseated them as uh, maybe the – the top uh, country when it comes to the world juniors. Yeah, I heard this morning they had won the most gold medals in junior history or something like that. So yeah, they got four uh, now, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, it was a timely game. I think uh, Canada, Canada's a hell of a team, and and they just yeah. uh, I, what what uh, US did is they played the right kind of game. Um, they didn't play a game not to lose. Uh, I think, unfortunately, for Can- you know, Canada came into the U.S. game and they had outscored their opponents forty-one to four in in that in the games wow. that they had played leading up to that. So, did they have enough enough adversity heading into the gold medal game? I don't know. They won the they won the semifinal game five zero. wasn't much of a game. Um, 
So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I, but I do believe that the U.S. had a good game plan. They came out and, and they, they they played tough. And you know, it's funny we got off the we were in practice yesterday with our U18 team, and all the players are, hey, coach, you know, you uh, America tonight. And I said, hey, listen, I said it's going to be a it'll be a tough game. I mean, they have 20 first round draft picks on Team Canada. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're a solid team and they're good and they just didn't have the game right game at the right time. But when I left, when I left the ice, I told him, I said, the only, in my opinion, the way that U.S. is going to win the game tonight is that their goaltender needed to be first star. And, and he was. I mean, he, he had the right game at the right time. Um, but again, uh, it wasn't where they were bombarded. I mean, it was a good team effort. Um, they played good defense. And, you know, I'm one of them old, old guys where, Offense wins the games and defense wins the championships. And I think they frustrated Team Canada. They kept them on the perimeter. They didn't give them a lot of easy uh, opportunities. And when when they did, their goalie was there to make the save. So it was a good team effort. Uh, you know, and again, it's, a lot of people will argue, should games like that be the best two out of three? You know, it's that one comes down to one game. I don't know. That's for somebody else to debate, but been format for a long, long time. So good on the U.S., but, you know, all that being said, Team Canada, you know, they've they got a hell of a team there. Both both, both countries should be proud. And, you know, as far as the U.S. goes, uh, good for them. They put the right game on the ice at the right time. And uh, before we get out of here, Groobs, I want to give you a chance real quick. The floor is yours with, like, one just last uh, parting message to the Dallas Stars fans, uh, the organization, you know, just, you know, on your time and, you know, just uh, what it was like being the Dallas Stars DJ for such a long time. Man, I don't know how to sum it all up other than <laughs> – other than to just say thank you to literally everyone, you know, Stars management, the Stars players, my Stars co-workers, especially the Stars fans for the support. And again, the fact that I, I'm i even in a position to where me leaving a job is news, but it's so much more than a job. And that's why people care so much and I, I i've told you shippy there are no fans more passionate than hockey fans and especially stars fans like they are you know ride or die they are you know they're going to be there for you because they know that you want to put on the best show and you know they'll become your friends there's i see you know my buddy jimmy has been uh you know, posting some comments all throughout the show. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really got to, I DJed his daughter's wedding, you know, like, nice. you know, I've DJed like uh, nearly probably right about eight, nine or 10 stars fans weddings. And, you know, just again, the passion, the love that the stars fans have for people that really want to be there for them is incredible. You know, Luddy's a legend because of his time with stars. And, you know, I'm not sure that he's ever had to buy a drink. Did you say with the stars or in bars? What'd you just say? Uh, (laughs) Oh, I thought you said in bars. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, it's it's both. Like, I don't think you, (laughs) you probably haven't had to pay for your own drink here in 20 years. Well, Uh, that's if I go to the big apple, then it's free. Well, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Nice plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the game. Um, but seriously, it just uh, – I I can't believe how quick the seven seasons went. Um, 
I still, I'll be at as many games as I can attend. Um, because I really, even though I didn't grow up with it, I can't claim to, to be an expert, but it is now in my blood too. And, you know, the amount of sports tears that I've had in the, you know, in the time since I, you know, realized that I had to kind of make this choice and wrestling with whether it was the right choice and hell, there's still a possibility it's not, but I'm just uh, so grateful to every single stars fan that has cared enough to interact with me on Twitter at the games, you know, coming up and just taking a moment to, to get a selfie with me, even though I look like this, um, it's just been a real blessing to, to be a part of something like that. And I just, I can't thank everyone that I've gotten to meet along the way enough, but it's, it's not goodbye. It's just, I'm not in the same spot anymore, but Shippy, I really do think you're going to be great. You know, I, I'm so excited to see what you do with things. And I know that, you know, stars fans are going to see why you were such an easy choice to, to take over for this. And again, I just can't say thank you enough. Well, I, uh, you know, like, uh, Ken Jr. says you're a legend in stars history. And like, you're talking about Lud's not playing, not paying for a drink. I don't think you should ever have to pay for a drink at the American airlines center. So you're just going to wear like a sign or something (laughs) just in case for the few people that don't know who you are, uh, that they know who you are and that they need to take care of whatever beer, whatever you're drinking that night. So thank you. Hey, hashtag groups tribute video. Hashtag groups tribute <laughs> video. Tweeting, start tweeting it. We're going. We're all right. And uh, but no, seriously, thank you to groups as well. Like like I said earlier, you know, you've helped me so much just to get prepared for this as as well as possible. And uh, for me to be recommended by you is like one of the highest. You know, uh, re- that's about as high of regards as you can come by, especially with the Dallas stars and how, you know, much work and how, how great you've been with the organization. So on behalf of all stars fans, thank you to you groups for everything you did. And uh, we'll continue to do the good news is your greatness doesn't stop now. It's just shipped in a little over to globe life field. So uh, really looking forward to watching you succeed with the Rangers as well. And uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast, man. It's been really cool talking about all this with you. Hey group, come back to any time because this was the easiest 60-minute show I've had with Shippy, <laughs> ever. That, that was supposed to be 30 minutes, but it was a good 60 minutes. It was seamless today. I'll do what good I can. Luck, Thank really you, great. buddy. All right. Thanks to everybody for tuning in to the Two Stars, One Cup podcast. Hopefully we'll have uh, groups on for future episodes as well, but you can always count on uh, me and Luds being here uh, to talk Stars hockey with you. So, Uh, On behalf of Luds, on behalf of Groobs, thank you to everybody for tuning in today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Two Stars, One Cup.